And so, you know, it started then against the family to, to, to divide the family. You know, women became... I, I, I can't stand that. Woman power. You know? Miss Independent. You hear it in songs. You hear it in, you know... And in, 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 in influencers, you can do it all by yourself. You don't need him. We do need him. Because God designed that we need him. You know, you don't need him. We'll help you. We'll give you money. We'll give you a little paycheck so that you can do it on your own. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about godly, not you need him that you don't need him. You know what I'm saying? That's not a confirmation to somebody that said, oh, I need, I need to call him because pastor said I, no. <laughs> I'm talking about the husband and the wife. <laughs> you got to make things clear because you know what I'm saying? And so, so God has, God established the family. And one of the, one of the, one of the, one of the things that you're going to see in the end, end times that we're seeing now, it says, uh, uh, people without natural affection. And I think that as a church, we have to focus on the family. <laughs> Somebody said that. I don't know about it. <laughs> you know, because it is very important. And you know that a lot of us had to learn this because we had no knowledge. A lot of, a lot of men had to learn how to be godly men. A lot of women had to learn. A lot of us had to learn how to be the godly women that God has called us to be. That's why, you know, most of you hear our testimony. You know, we got married when we were like 10. Just kidding. We were like, I was 15. He was like uh, 18, 17. Yeah, 17. And so anyways, so, you know, we've, we didn't know love. We had to, because we didn't know love. God is love. You know, and so we only knew, you know, how to treat each other, how we seen it in the movies, how we seen it in people's lives, you know, maybe in our parents. But a lot of times our parents were not even, they didn't even know. They didn't even know. So they're not to blame, you know, but they didn't even know. They, they, they didn't even know. They didn't ever knew how to, how to treat each other because their parents never, you know what I'm saying? And so we all had to... You know, when we, we gave our lives to the Lord, we had to realize how important it is, you know, to be the, the man that God has called the man to be, the head of the house, the priesthood of the home, the visionary. You know, that's a lot of responsibility. But thank God for the Holy Spirit and thank God for prayer, you know, but everything starts at the house. You know, and then the, the wife is to be the helpmate. You know, number one cheerleader. <laughs> you know, that's, that's okay. That's how God, you know, and to take care of the, raise our children. Not to leave them to the, you know, somebody else to raise them. We have to learn a lot. But I'm so glad that God is merciful. Because a lot of, a lot of us, you know, we came in a little late, but not late in a sense. But I mean, like, we lived already a, a certain type of life. But it's never too late to get into that place and, the, and to do things 
that, that are the way God has orchestrated and to be pleasing unto the Lord. God is a merciful God. He's a God of restoration. Amen. And the Bible says that in the last days, men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers. And I'll set that twisted. Disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Let me just, let me read something about that, without natural, natural affection. What says in truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, they look godly, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. And then it says something like sneaky, it says, for of this sort are they which creep into houses. You better close that door. You better smell, smell them when they get close to you. I don't, I don't care how you look, let me see the fruit. I don't, I don't care you call yourself a Christian. I don't even care if you go to church. Let me see the fruit that you're bearing. Is there holiness? Is there, you know, uh, uh, Bible fruit? Because you got to be so careful. Examine everybody. Examine the fruit. Even those that are at the church house. Well, I thought they were Christians. They were going to the Power Love Church. Was that bad? I don't know if I should have said that, but I mean, it can happen anywhere, right? And so, for of this sort they are which creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, led away with divers lust. These people are ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. That, that is why it's so important that you're not that person, that you actually come to the knowledge of who you are in God, what the Bible says about you, and develop a, a firm foundation in bi biblical teachings. Amen. You don't want to be that person that's always searching for the truth and, and you never attain it. You never grow. You're here. You're there. You're over here. You're over there. You know, you can see these people. You might know a few. They might not, they're not here right now, but they'll be somewhere else. You know, here, there, and they, and they, and it's so funny because when people says, you know, <laughs> I had somebody that came to me and said, Pastor Sandy, I'm leaving out of town. I hadn't seen this person in like a year. And I said, really, where are you going? I didn't thought you moved on and like, I don't know what happened. And they said, well, I'm, I'm going to be moving, but I felt like I had to come to tell you because this is my church. I said, well, where you been? I said it like that. I said, well, where you been? I haven't seen you like in a year. You, oh, this is your church? <laughs> Not being mean in any kind of way, but you don't want to be that person. You know? It's like, where are you? Where are you? The power of love is my church. Is it? <laughs> Where you, where you been, <laughs> sister? It's important to be planted. 
You know, a, a, if a tree is going to bear fruit, it has to be planted. Because root has to take place. Root grows down before it grows up. Before there's any fruit, root has to come down. And you have to root yourself in him. Amen. A, a tree that's being moved around everywhere, it's never going to develop a root system. And it's definitely never going to develop fruit. There's going to be a, you know, form of... So, so we, we don't just, we don't want that. We don't want to look godly. We want to be the godly people that God has called us to be. Amen. That's what we want. And if we're going to be that, we have to have a foundation on what the Bible says. There are certain truths that you cannot, they're non-negotiable. Well, not certain. There's the truths of the word of the Lord that are not negotiable. It doesn't matter if this church is doing it. It doesn't matter if this pastor is doing it. If it's not in the Bible, the apostle Paul said, even if an angel appears to you with another message, other than the one that we preached unto you that's in the Bible, reject it. He said, even if I tell you something that's not in the Bible, reject it. Even if an angel appears to you, because it's not so much, yes, you're so, yes, it is scriptural that they should be, that there should be a manifestation in your life, but manifestation itself, it's not the only thing. If it's not, if it doesn't line up with the word of the Lord. So we don't look for signs and wonders. We look for Bible wholesome truths. We look for Bible wholesome truth. Because even if somebody begins to tell you something, you know, there, there might be manifestations, even though it, if, it's, if it's not in the Bible. There might be, you know, it, what, what does the Bible say? Lord, we casted out devils. We did this in your name and we did miracles. He's going to say, depart from me. I don't even know you. And so just because there's, oh, you know, I, I, I got this and I received this. But it was totally not even in the Bible. What you need to receive is Bible truth. Is it in the word of God? That's why we tell you to bring your Bibles to church. You know, so that you can look at it for yourself. How do you know I'm telling you the truth? I mean, not that I want, you know what I'm saying? I, I will. But you have to be that, like, I want to know for myself what the Bible says. Is this truth, you know? You should, you should have that and because, you know, the Bible t talk, tells us everything we need to know. Everything. Everything. Say everything. everything. So it says, you know, this really hit me, and I'm just going to share a little bit on this. Without natural affection, because I, I believe that, that the, that's big right now. Believers must be prepared to face an overwhelming deluge of ungodliness as history approaches the end of the age. The apostle prophesied the end, the apostle prophesied that Satan, who? Will bring great destruction on the family. Great destruction on the family. Children will be disobedient to parents. And men and women will be without natural affection. This not without natural affection can be translated without family affection and refers to a lack of feeling of natural tenderness and love. 
as demonstrated by a mother who rejects her children or even to the point of killing her baby. Abortions. And it, it, it's at its core because how can you, it, it makes me want to vomit just the thought of it, to think that it, people can be okay with calling abortion, which abortion is not okay, but now you're at a point that you can, they said that you can abort a baby after its birth. How many days after birth? 28. What is that, a month? Your baby's a month, Mariah? That. If you, if you, and you have mothers posting their children, looking at their children and saying, if I wanted to, I can kill you. Like nothing. Like nothing. If I, holding their baby. If I wanted to, I can take you out right now. A month old baby. That is the devil. That is the devil. But it has been progressively, you know? It has been progressively, and, and you have to so guard yourself to, to not conform, not to hearken. It don't matter who thinks it's okay. If it's against what the Bible says, it's not okay. And it should stir us up to do the opposite. To say, I'm going to love my family. Fathers that say, I'm going to protect my family. I'm going to spend time with my children. I'm going to pray for my family. I'm going to provide for my family. And mothers that say, I'm going to do whatever I have to do to help. And protect our children. And you know what? You might not be in that case of a, of a godly you know, husband or godly wife. But wherever you're at, God will help you. Wherever you're at, God will help you. Isn't that something? And then it says, it says, as demonstrated by a mother who rejects her children or kills her baby, a father who abandons his family or children who neglect to care for their, for their parents. So, you know, it's, it's, it's like nothing. A, a father that says, you know, you're on your own. You know, you have, a, a, you have, you have children and it's just, just like, who cares? You know, a mother that says, you know what? Here you go. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gone. Peace out. You know, without natural affection. It's like nothing. That's, that's, that's from the devil. Are you with me? And God has not called us unto that. Men and women become, will become lovers of money. And the, Bible's, the Bible doesn't say that money is evil. Money's just a servant. It's a tool. You know, it pays bills. <laughs> and it blesses people. Amen. And so the love of money, the love of money, say the love of money. The love of money is the root of all evil. You see people, you know, in, in, in high places getting rich at the expense of people, souls, people's lives. More and more, men and women become lovers of money and pleasure and pleasure and will pursue their own selfish desires. Many will consider parenthood with its demands for sacrificial love and nurture as an unworthy or un 
dignified task. Loving parents will be replaced more and more by those who are selfish and brutal and who abandon their children. That's the times that we are living in. So we have to protect ourselves. We have to get so founded upon Bible wholesome teaching that we can set a solid foundation that no matter what is happening on this side, we're not going to be swayed or we're not going to be moved. We're going to have a solid foundation and we're going to stand for the truth of the word of God. We're going to build our lives upon the solid rock. Jesus said, those that hear my word and do it are likened unto a wise builder that builds their house, which is talking about one's life, upon a solid rock. Say solid rock. And that's the word of God. That's the word of God. The word of God cannot be compromised, people of God. No matter what laws pass, no matter what, what denominations are doing, no matter what people call right, the word, solid word of God, foundational Bible truths cannot be compromised. And our lives ha have to be established upon wholesome Bible doctrine, teachings. Amen. There's a lot of emotion going on, you know. And I'm talking about the church house. A lot of religious activities. A lot of talent. I mean, come on. There's a lot of places. And, you know, you, you'll probably get uh, maybe 15 minutes of word and like 40 minutes of worship. And I'm all for worship. We, we love to worship the Lord here. But you cannot build anything. You have to build it upon the solid word of God. Amen. People need the word of God. They need Bible truths. Amen. And so, and so if, if, that, that's, what, that's what we need to build our lives. The will of God can only be accomplished by the Holy Spirit through the word of God in our lives. So I want you to, I want to read this to you. Go to Hebrews 5. Go to Hebrews 5. Thank you, Lord. Is this helping somebody? I know this is not like... But you know what? I, I, don't, I don't want you to get tricked, lied to. You know? I want, I want you to have this, 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 this love for righteousness. This love for what is right. And a hate for what is wicked. I want you to love, have a love for what is righteous. And a, and a hate for what is wickedness. That you don't want any part. You don't only want any part. You're going to stand up against it. You're going to stand up against it. You're going to protect your children. You're going to protect your home. You're going to protect your spiritual life. And compromising will never be an option. Because you're founded upon the solid word of God. And why else? Because you're being watchful that the return of Jesus could be at any moment. Could be at any moment. I'm about to pull out the, 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 the message of the rapture. Not tonight, but 
that don't have to be a that don't have to be a Sunday morning to scare the hell out of everybody that comes in and is not living right. <laughs> it does, you know. But I don't want it to be out of just because you know. Like for that moment, an emotional thing. I want them to be arrested by the spirit of God and come to, to put, draw the line and set us for me and my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just like y'all have done. Y'all have drawn the line. People that draw the line come Sunday night church. <laughs> we have to draw the line, guys. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to protect the family. We're going to protect the children. We're going to, you know, it starts in the home. It starts in the home. You know, can I read something to you? You know, in, um, in, um, I know I told you to turn somewhere else. I know Hebrews, but I was, I was over here in Timothy and, um, and then you know, I think it's, uh, let me see. Hold on real quick. Give me a minute, okay? Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. Amen. You're going to receive something tonight. Whatever you might, you might need healing in your body. You might, whatever it is, the Lord is going to help you. As he's helping me right now. You know, in, in, in Luke 117, it was, it was right here we can read where the birth of John was foretold. And then it says... And you know... Let's go to 13, 113. It says, but the angel said unto him, fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth, for he shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink, and he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And listen to this. And many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord their God. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn, listen, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready, say ready, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Well, we can read right here. It says the fathers to their children. He will turn the fathers to their children. One of the greatest sins of God's Old Testament people. Do you know what it was? It was that people had been the, it, it, one of the greatest sins of God's Old Testament people had been the failure of the fathers to love their sons and daughters enough to teach them the way and commandments of the Lord. That was one of the greatest sin of the Old Testament people. 
It says that, that the, 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 the failure of the fathers to love their sons and daughters enough to teach them, to teach them the ways and the commandments of the Lord. Isn't that something? You know how important it is to have that in a home? You know, and I understand that, you know, we, we all come from different backgrounds. And I understand that, you know, a lot of us didn't have that. You know, my husband didn't meet his father till he was 18. And it wasn't even like a father-son love experience. It was like at a bad meeting trying to recruit him for something really bad. You know what I'm saying? So he never, he never, he never had that. And just like some of you didn't have that. Or if you did have a, a, a father, maybe, you know, he didn't have that father figure. And so, you know, it just goes down the line. But I want to tell you something. When you give your life to Jesus, the wisdom of God comes upon your life. And no matter how you were brought up, no matter what has happened in your life, whether you be the father or you be the mother, you know, God will help you develop that wisdom. Because, you know, when his love comes on the inside of you, you know, his nature comes in you and he helps you. You know, be the father that God has called you to be. He helps you be the mothers that God has called you to be. And, and he'll teach you. He'll teach you what you've never experienced. First of all, he'll heal you. He'll heal that void. You know, and you will no longer be, well, you know, you know, you, you won't be, you know, with your child. Well, this is the way my dad was with me. This is the way I'm going to be with you. Bam, bam, bam. My dad never showed me affection, so I'm never going to, you know, you never show your children affection. You know, you never spend time with your children because your father never did that with you. You never hugged because you never got that hug. But that's not, that's not how it should stay. That's not how it should stay. Because when the love of God comes upon you, it breaks all that off of you. It heals you. It fills every void. And then he puts the love of a father on the inside of you to the point where you can actually, I understand I didn't have that. But what I didn't have, God has taught me to give it to my children. And I'm going to embrace them. It is God's will for me to, you know, isn't it something that some people can't even hug? Uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, my, 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 I mean, my, my, my husband mentioned, you know, that you never really told your mom that you loved her until he gave his life to the Lord and her either. But you ought to hear him now. My mother-in-law never leaves. I love you, son. I love you, son. I love you, son. And he does too, mom. I love you, mom. You know, it's, God changes our lives. You know, mothers that don't embrace their children because they never had that. But are you in Christ? Is Jesus in you? Is his love on the inside of you? Then it should, it should reflect in the compassion and in the love that you show. You know, it should, the wisdom of God will say, you know, I, I, I need to embrace. We were never like huggy, huggy like that. But now it's like, I'm talking about like, even with like, our, you know, not with our children. We've always been like that with our children. Until this day, George is like, mom, I'm married. I'm like, I know. 
Joseph walks in the door. I'm like, he's like. But they, we've been like that. You know, I, we, we had to learn that. But it's God's will. You know, that was one of the, one of the, one, the devil hates families. I don't even know. I mean, I'm just, he hates families. And there's attack, an attack on the family. And we should pray more. We should pray more. God, help me be the man that you've called me to be. Help me be the father that you've called me to be. Help me, Lord, help me help my children. And, and the wives too, help me be the wife. I still pray. God, help me be the wife that you call me to be because, Lord, I, I know I, I'm a, I need grace. <laughs> it, you, you, you never are like arrive. You know what I'm saying? It's a continual thing. You're growing together. You're, you, you, know, after, you know, God is so good. But with God, all things are possible. God will help you in any area. But it's not a light thing that God has entrusted us with our children, with our homes, with our families. And wherever you're at, God is merciful. All you have to do is ask him. Help me, Lord. Help me begin from where I am now. Because if, if the enemy is attacking the family, we're going to be the most united. And protecting our children and leading them in the way that they should go. I know some of us have already grown kids, but it's okay. God will help you. Amen. And they'll see the change. They'll see the difference. Call them and tell them, I love you, son. I love you, you know, daughter. I love you, mother. I love you, father. And they'll be like, what? You okay? What's going on? Are you there? One time I called my son and I said, I just want to tell you I love you. He goes, why? Where you, why? What happened? I said, nothing. <laughs> why, what happened? What's going on? I said, nothing. Just want to tell you I love you. Okay. God is so good. Amen. And so listen, listen to what it says. It says, um, so it says that one of the greatest sin of God's Old Testament people had been the failure of the fathers to love their sons and daughters enough to teach them the ways and the commandments of the Lord. And now in Malachi, four, oh, that's not, I'm not going to talk about the tithe. Malachi 4, there's a side note I wanted to read to you that is, that talks about this. I, I hate what the enemy, the, I hate what the enemy does to people. I hate how he causes division. I hate how he destroys, come, that's what he does. Satan comes but to kill, to steal, and to destroy that's his job. We need to shut the door. We can't be casual about what about him coming in. And 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 we can't be casual about it. We got to shut the door to everything that is not of God. Protect our homes. Amen. In Malachi Is this helping somebody? Um, four. Here, page is flipping. 
It says, remember ye the law of Moses, my servant, which I commanded unto him in, in Horeb for all Israel with the statutes and judgments. It says, behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he shall, and listen, and he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. That's restoration. That's restoration in the home. Amen. It says right here, the future ministry of the coming prophet is described in terms of putting families right with God and each other. John the Baptist preached to this end. And I read it to you in Luke 117. There can be no blessing from God or abundant life in the spirit if God's people do not make family authority, love, and faithfulness absolute priorities in the church. It starts at the house. Amen. It starts in your own life. says the most responsible which I told you that for accomplishing this task and I'm not picking on the fathers I'm not it sounds like I am but I'm not it's the it's it's the bible amen it's the father of the family you know my husband told me one time he said and I was like, oh, Lord, hallelujah. He said, if things got out of hand in this house, he says, what, what did you, how did you say it, babe? Oh, you, you say a lot of things, okay. Is that what you said? Well, you said, if, if that, that the man has to set the temperature of his home. If something, well, why don't you tell him? Because you're the... As being the head of my house, I say that if something goes haywire in my home, it's because I didn't handle my business as the man, as the, as the leader of, of my home. It's the, all responsibility lays on me. That's what I say. Because that's how the Lord has orchestrated. Now, that doesn't give the woman the right to act crazy and give them a hard time. As to why we ain't doing this because you ain't being the head of the house. You're the problem in your mouth. And you need to pray. You need to pray for your husband. This is not for you to start saying, oh, the reason why we're there. Did you hear Pastor George? You ain't setting the temperature right. <laughs> because, you know, no. How much are you helping him? I, I see you're talking a lot of, and you're not even communicating. You're, you're acting like the authority. That is why us, as a helpmate, we pray for them. God has given them a great responsibility, but we have to back them up, number one, in prayer. 
I think about that and I think, man, God really has placed a responsibility on the man. He has. They have to provide. They, you know, they have to carry the vision out. They have to lead their home. That's how God orchestrated. But he gave us a, a job as well. We have to help. We have to be the support. And we have to do it by praying for them, interceding for them, backing them up, making things easy for them, not hard for them. You know, the Lord rebuked me because, you know, when we, we our lives totally changed. You know, my husband was out. When we came to the Lord, my husband was still selling drugs. He was still out there. And, you know, I was like, I didn't want that part of that. I didn't want to be a part of that. I, I, you know, I was changing my life and I was like, you know, you need to, you need, I, don't, I don't want to do that. I don't, want to, I don't want to have a part in it. I was working. I was a medical assistant. And, I, you know, I would say I, I'm gonna, always going to work because the moment I don't work, I don't want you to think that I'm going to, like, I'm okay with what you're doing. So he was still paying the bills. You know what I'm saying? It's like I could have paid the bills. But anyways, <laughs> you get my point. And then so I remember that. That, you know, he, I remember we got to a point, you hear my encounter in 2004, you know, I was, we were done. We were done. I, 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 we went through a lot. We had already been married seven years. You could, we, without God. So you can just imagine anything that could have happened, happened in our marriage. And so there's a lot of hurt. There's a lot of bitterness. There's a lot of like, you know, resentment and all these things that, it, you know, it took the blood of Jesus to heal us from. But, you know, when you're not there yet. It's miserable because you're fighting, you're accusing, you're, you know, you're doing the blaming game, you know, and I was going to church, you know what I'm saying? And so anyways, um, I remember that I, I, I knew the Lord was calling me and I was like, genuinely, like, really, I came to the end of myself in that July summer of 2004, I believe it was. And I, and I, and I felt like, like I, I, I totally surrendered my life and I said, God, you know, we had just moved into spring. We had, you know, built a house and, 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 you know, I was uh, working as a medical assistant. My husband was doing his thing. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I felt like if something doesn't change, I, you know, when, uh, I don't know if you, I'm sure that some of you have gotten to that point where like you knew something has to happen in my life or it's, that's it. And then, you know, everybody that has experienced that has had a, a surre their, their surrender moment. You know, you're like, you know, you said we surrender and we haven't went back and even, even thought about going back. You know, you don't have to be like in and out, in and out, in and out. There can be such a thing that when you totally surrender your life to the Lord, you, where are we going to go? Where? You know? And so I remember that, that, you know, I, I was like, I'm done. Lord, help us. But you know what? My husband did, said the same thing. He said, you know what? I'm done. He had his encounter as well, and he said, you know, I'm, I'm done. Well, you know, being done, men, being done. That means being done with that too because he said, I'm done. But that's what I wanted. Remember I was praying for that? Well, now there's the money thing, you know, because lives, you know, careers changed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> And so, so now there ain't no money coming in like it used to. But that's what I was praying for. Not that we don't have no money, but that he get away from all that. You know, because that, there is no success in that. Of course, right? Like, just watch Scarface. Not just kidding. Don't watch Scarface. Don't do that. Re uh, I repent. Don't do that. Don't even go look it up. 
If you do, your TV's gonna blow up. Don't do that. But you know what I mean. There's, there's no great into that. I feel bad for people that are in it and they think that they're gonna end up well. There's only, there's only a couple of places you will end up. Prison, addicted, or dead. That's it. That's it. So I don't, I look at people and I think, they, then they, they think they're living a the life. You ain't living no life, okay? You can't even sleep at night. Been there, done that. You think somebody's at your door, it's got to watch your back, whatever. Anyways. <laughs> Wake up, people are crashed out in front of your yard. <laughs> One time I had somebody in my living room and I said, who are you? Remember Big Nick? Nick, the guy that showed you all the plumbing? Anyways, and he died. He died, he overdosed. It's horrible, it's a horrible life. It's a horrible, I love the life we have in Jesus. <laughs> I love the life we have in Jesus. This peace that Jesus said, I live with you, I give you a peace that the world cannot give you. Not like the world offers it. Money can't buy it. It's such a great peace. It's such a great life. Your life in Christ is so great. You don't, you don't care. You don't want to, you don't want nothing, nothing. They can put everything in front of your face. You're sold out to the kingdom of God. You don't, you don't care. Life with Jesus is so much. It doesn't compare. It does. It's beautiful. Your marriage, your relationships, everything. Your, your body, your mind, you have peace. You can sleep at night. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And then, so, you know, he said, I, I surrender my life as well. Well, I'm saying all this. I know why I'm saying this because I'm, I, I'm, I was charging the ladies to pray for your husbands. You know? Oh, well, you know, how can I pray for him if he's not taking the lead? Well, pray, keep praying for him. You're not his pastor. You're not his teacher. You're his wife. That's what Smith Wigglesworth's wife did to him. He was ugly to her. And she served him. Loved him to salvation. She would, she, he would, he, she would go to church and he would hide her keys. One time he locked her outside the home. And she slept in the balcony. And she got up. He opened the door in the morning. And she went in there and made him breakfast. Somebody say, Lord, give me that grace. Porque, <laughs> I get angry just thinking about it. I'm not Smith Wigglesworth's wife. Don't be locking that door on me. Right, Mr. Lemon? <laughs> but, but she did. And so I remember that things began to change. You know, he did, my husband did surrender his life and he, he cold turkey, right? No more. No, I, I, I was saying that, you know, it, it, was, it wasn't just easy for you as well because when like, when, when I surrendered and the money no longer came in, there was a trial there because finances weren't coming in and for the first time in your life, I, you had to pay bills with your work money you worked for when you never had. And so the Lord had to do something there. Yeah, you have to help me. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. And then I had to, I had to, I had to, 
He did, you know, because we expect that change. But when that change comes, we like, instead of being grateful, we complain about something else. You know what I'm saying? You know, you've been praying for the husband to come. Then he comes and you're complaining because he's not worshiping enough. Or he's not reading his Bible enough. Or he don't clap his hands. Be grateful that he came. This is helping somebody. (laughs) I'm telling you. I've been there. I've been there. And some of you, maybe the reason your husband don't want to come because you're ugly at home. Or vice versa. That might not be your case, but I don't know. Only you know. I'm saying that there's a grace. There's a grace God gives us to be able to do the things that he called us to do. You know, it starts with one. It starts with one. Well, who's that one? Whoever, whoever it is. If you feel like you're that one, we'll pray more. Whoever that one is, you know, has more responsibility. If you think you're, you know, you might, your husband might not be there yet or your wife might not be there yet. But if, if that's not, if that's the case, then you have a greater responsibility to love more, to develop the fruit of patience more, and to pray more. And you will, you will, you will. It's your portion to see your husband and your wife be the person that God called him to be. That is not even, is it going to happen, Pastor Teddy, because it looks like it doesn't. Do you believe it can? It will. God is a faithful God. You will see it. God will help you. As for you and your house, you're going to serve the Lord, husband and wife, together in the mighty name of Jesus. God is a faithful God. And he says, delight yourself in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. What desire? Whatever. You think it's the devil that puts a desire in you to see your your husband or your wife be the person that God called him to be? It's not your job to get him there. You be the the wife that God has called you to be. And is this this a marriage class? Y'all come back. Y'all come Thursday. Because I'm telling you, it's going to be good. But, you know, how did we... Because family, a house divided cannot stand. And so if it's, if, it's, if it's you and your children, a single mom, a single father, you're not alone. God is with you. Don't, don't, don't say, well, if I had this or if I had that. No, you have the greater one. You have the greater one. He is your source. He completes you. He'll do it for you. He'll help you. He'll give you the wisdom. And if you're believing for a godly man or a godly woman, watch and pray. And then let me know who it is. And I'll do a great examination. And be like, that weirdo? No, just kidding. 
How is even this Bible doctrine? Well, praise the Lord. So then I had to pray. I had to pray. I, we, you know, keep growing in the Lord. Keep your safest place is to have a continual relationship with God. You know, it, every, God will help you. The, 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 your relationship with God will not only, it's not just for ministry. It's not just for the church. It's for your, your marriage, for your children, for your personal life. He'll help you. The Holy Spirit will help you in every area of your life. In every area of your life. I pray, Lord, help me be the wife that you've called me to be. Pray. How many of you got Kofi's book, prayer book? How many of you have read it? It has prayers. You know, if you don't know where to start, that's, you know, that's a great, get you some scriptures and back each other up with prayer. Back each other up with prayer. Pray for one another. Strengthen one another. Speak life to one another. Be patient with one another. Come together. Be in agreement. To, uh, communicate. Amen. The, the, so it's very important for the fathers As the word of the Lord shows us, as the authoritative, to, to be a strength in prayer for the family. Spend time with your family. I love to see uh, families do family things together. You know, family trips, family this. I love that, you know. I, w- I wish I would have done that more. I wish I would have done that more. My kid, our kids are grown. You know, but you that you have little ones, embrace them. Spend quality time with them. Pray with them. Talk to them. Don't be, don't gain their trust. You're, you, you know, I, I, our children should never say, can you talk to my children because they don't trust me. They'll trust somebody else. You know, they should trust us, the parent. But that comes with building a relationship with them, you know, helping them in whatever area, praying for them, spending time with them, and pointing out the ungodly ways of the world to them. Not comp, I mean, I'm talking about they're little, they're in your home. You know, in your home, you have to be that, that. You have to... You know, and, and parents be in agreement. If, you're, if your father says it, that's it. Well, I'm going to go ask mom. Kids will do that. They'll play you. And you got to say, if mom said yes, if, if mom said no, is no. And the mom has to say, if dad say no, it's no. We're sticking together. You know what that does? You know, they might not like that. They might, it, it's always easier to give in. Oh, just do it. Just do whatever you want. Just, you know, resistance, no nothing. But, you know, there, there's, that's no, there's no discipline in that. You know that even though they get mad or they might get a little bit frustrated because they don't, you know, get to do their ways with what they wanted to do was not probably what needed to happen in their lives. You know, but what happens is, though, they don't like that both parents stuck together. 
they're going to appreciate it in the long run. Because they're going to, you know, a marriage that is like this, that mom and dad are in agreement, helps the children feel secure. It brings security to the home. My parents are tight. They stick together. You can't go to one and ask them and go to the other. No, they, they stick together. Are you with me? Is this helping somebody? And why do I keep saying this? You know what, you know what with the father's love from the spouse? Respect. And I had to learn that. Respect and honor. I had to learn that because I thought, you know, that I could just talk however I wanted. I could, and you know, and, and, and thank God for the conviction of the Holy Spirit. As you, as, I don't care if that's how you've always been. I don't care if you've been the type that he says, I just tell it like it is. I don't, you know. No, you're not. That's not who you are anymore. You don't just raise your voice. No, just, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm not saying that we don't every now and then. I don't think there's such a thing as a perfect marriage. Because I've heard it from the most, some of the most anointed men and women of God. They have their little scuffles here and there, but they come to, they come to, to know, we ain't going nowhere. We get mad, we get happy real quick. It's okay, you get angry, just get over it really quick. Don't go sleep in the other room and then get in. Lose a battle to win. Well, how do you say it? You know what I'm saying? Be willing to. Don't be prideful. We got to the point, you know, we used to, back in the days, not like last year. But, you know, even before the, like we, we surrender our lives to the Lord, we were miserable. He'll tell you, I'll tell you. And it's, a, it's such an ugly thing, you know. It's such an ugly thing, but it's so beautiful when you've experienced life that way and now with the Lord. You know, it's not that you're void of circumstances anymore. It's just that you've become a master of circumstances. Circumstances don't have you. Your emotions don't determine how everything is going to turn out. You know, you used to give a three days of silent treatment. Because you have no control of your emotions. Now, now the Spirit of God leads you. The Spirit of God helps you. You know, and then you, 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 you love the, the good life. You love the peaceful life. God, you know, helps you love your husband. You know, going on 27, 26, going on 26 years, it, 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 it like feels like, you know, we've, we've, we've like, um, you know, it's still, everything's like still fresh. At least on my part. What about, I don't know about your part. He's, he said a thumbs up. You know, but I can tell you something. I can tell you something. It, it's the Lord. Because we, were, we, we, we got to a point in our lives that we couldn't even look at each other. The Lord had to help us. The Lord restored us. The Lord put a love. And it was, it, he began to do that immediately because I asked him. Help me be the, the wife that you've called me to be. Help me love my husband like you, call, like you love me. 
you know, help me, Lord. And I, 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 I began to seek the Lord for myself to help me in that area. And, you know, and, and, you know, it was a work in progress, you know, but, but God will give you the grace and help you, you know, uh, uh, um, be who he's called you to be, even if it's not all perfect at the moment, you know, you can be the wife that God has called you to be. There's a grace on your life that empowers you to do what, you know, what is right in the sight of the Lord. And so it's a, it's a beautiful thing, you know, to, 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 to love your, your spouse, to enjoy each other, to love to spend time together, you know, and to laugh together. You know, the world says, oh, you, you get old, you get dry, you get bitter, you get like, what? That's not, I, don't, I don't want that. That's not of the Lord. You know, I don't, I don't receive that. I, I'm glad that we can still laugh together. We'll laugh at each other, but we laugh, you know? <laughs> it's the peace of the Lord. That's one of my favorite things to do, to laugh, whether I'm laughing at him or he's laughing at me or we're laughing at each other. We're laughing. You know, if you do more laughing, you're going to do less complaining. You know? And sometimes when you want to get real mad, you're like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Lord is good. Amen. Praise God. Well, I don't even know where to go from here. Should we pray for families? Can we do that? Because if I start on the number one Bible doctrine that I wanted to begin on, I don't, I don't want to do that because I want to go straight from start to finish. And that's going to be repentance. True repentance from dead works. That's going to be the number one that I'm going to begin in. But I'm not going to begin on that tonight. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. Can we pray? We're going to pray for families. Thank you, Lord. It went a whole different direction. But praise the Lord. Did somebody get something? Be a good wife. <laughs> be a good wife. Be a good husband. Do you agree that in the times that we are living in, we have to, we have to be the... We have to protect our families. <laughs> What's this is what I want you to do. I want families to get together. <laughs> 